Hey guys, it's Melissa here with MelissaOpen.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So I wanted to talk to you guys today about being creative. There's so many people, we look at them and we just think that they're the most creative people we've ever seen in our lives. I know there are so many people in my life who are very artistic. I have a friend who, she can draw anything and she always like draws things freehand and I'm super jealous of that. And uh, also someone else sent me an image of something that they drew and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so creative and I'm so jealous that I don't have any kind of artistic ability when it comes to drawing. Now I have abilities in other ways, but I don't have that ability. And I always wanted to. I remember being in art class when I was in seventh grade. I was so excited that we got to take art. And then I had this teacher who was probably a few years away from retirement. He always wore a pocket protector. And he absolutely killed the interest in art for me. He really did. Um, And it was mostly because it just wasn't fun. I always thought art could be fun. And to me, as a teacher, my students don't have to be good at whatever we're doing in order for them to have fun doing it, if that makes sense. You know, they don't have to be great at German to have fun learning German. You know, I think that it is the teacher's job to ensure that your students are enjoying what they do. And that particular teacher just absolutely sucked the life right out of art for me. Like, I really didn't like it for a long time after that. And it wasn't until I realized that I didn't have to be good at it to appreciate it, you know? Or to even do it. You don't have to be good at art just to draw or to paint or to do whatever. But I always had this image from seventh grade that... I wasn't good at it, so I shouldn't even attempt it. I mean, we did so many prop, you know, different projects. We did a shading project, and we had to draw different things, and I think we drew fruit, and I think I drew olives. I don't know why olives, but I did, and I guess I didn't shade very well, and I wasn't very good at the um, 3D aspect, you know, and drawing that, so I wasn't good at that. We had to do a clay sculpture or whatever. It was like a little mask. I wasn't good at that. There's nothing, according to this man, that I was very good at. And I knew I, I wasn't good. I wasn't expecting someone to be like, oh my gosh, you're the next Picasso. Like, I wasn't expecting that. But I also wasn't expecting to go to art, which I was so excited to do, and be completely crushed by it. You know what I mean? I can remember when I was in kindergarten. This is where my love for painting started. Now, I've never been good at it, but in kindergarten it didn't matter, right? No one said, you suck at painting. In kindergarten, they didn't care. They just wanted you to do the painting and they wanted you to enjoy it because they wanted you to know your colors. That was essentially the goal of painting in kindergarten, it was, can you paint your colors? If I say use yellow, do you know what yellow is? 
And it was fun. I remember we would get the watercolors and we would dip our paintbrush in it. We had these smocks that we used to wear. And every year, I remember if I saw that paints were one of the things we had to have as a supply list, like on the art supply list, I was so excited because I'm like, oh, we get to paint. This is going to be so much fun. And it wasn't until I got to seventh grade that art became something that I didn't like. And I had told myself that I wasn't good at. And um, I took one of those wine and painting classes a few years ago. And it wasn't one of those where they give you the outline and you just, it wasn't like a paint by numbers kind of a thing. It was one of those free painting. So you just had to pick a picture and you had to bring it in with you. And then you got to actually paint the picture. And the person that ran it was an artist who had an art studio. And we had so much fun. And I, of course, wanted to paint an ocean scene because I love the beach. And she came by and gave me a few pointers here and there. And it didn't really turn out all that badly, I thought. You know, I mean, obviously it wasn't professional. But it was good enough for me that I felt comfortable enough to hang it up in my bedroom. Like, hey, yeah, this is something that I did. I, I was able to actually paint this. And it brought about the creativity and the love of being creative again for me. And that's what I think so many of us lose in our lives. You know, we just get told by one person or another that we're not good at something. So we never attempt it ever again. And I hate that because if I would have never tried to paint again after taking that seventh grade art class where the teacher basically told me that I was terrible, I wouldn't have known how much fun it was or what I could do. And I'm not just talking about art. Yes, that is one way that we can be creative, but I'm talking about in any aspect or area of your life. We need to start being more creative. You know, we lose our passion for so many things. And it's easy for me to relate this to teaching because it just really, really is what I know. And it makes sense when you think about teaching. You think about those teachers that lost their passion a long time ago. And you guys have all had teachers who you knew like, oh, they they lost their passion years ago. Like they shouldn't still be here. And yet there they were because whatever, they showed up for their paycheck and that's horrible. Unfortunately, it happens all too often, but yeah, people who are there and they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And you know how we talk about the definition of insanity is you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And that's exactly what happens every year. It's like they get out there They get out the lesson plan book from the year before and they're just going to either not even copy the new lessons because they just use the book and maybe they change the dates or something. You know, they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And I don't know about you and I don't know if I have any other teachers out there. Well, I do know I have some teachers out there who listen to me, but I get bored doing the same thing over and over again. Like, I don't want to sit there and do the same lesson every day, every year. Like, I don't want to do that. And if you get bored doing that, your kids obviously get bored doing that. But we still have people who do it. You know, it's like, 
it's comfortable, right? I do this every year. And they might tell you it's tried and true. I'm sure it's not. Um, most teachers who don't change up their plans at all are usually pretty ineffective. I have to be honest. And I'm not trying to make anyone mad. It's just the truth. Because if you're in education, I'm sorry if you can hear the noise in the background. That would be the dogs fighting. They always pick whenever I am choosing to do a podcast to fight. And they won't go outside, so I apologize. That's just them being dogs. Anyway, they always pick the time, and so I hope that's not too distracting. Yeah, but it's, you know, good teachers know you have to adjust things. You have to make adjustments. Our students aren't the same from year to year to year. You'll say they are, but they're not. The way that they learn is different. They're so used to having everything at their fingertips now. Like if I ask them a question, they can go right to Google and find the answer. Now, they may not know how to verify that it's the correct answer, but they know how to find it. So we have to really change the way that we're delivering instruction to them. Yet there's the teacher who, you know, I'm not going to pick on veteran teachers because it's not just because they're veteran. I know teachers who've only been there a few years and they just fall into that. Well, I'm just going to do the same thing. But it's tried and true to them. And, you know, they've been doing it for 20 years, so they're going to continue to do it. And, you know, it's like you are expecting something different to happen. It doesn't. But whatever, you know, they're just going to stay in the rut. And to me, I think the universe is saying, take a risk. Be bold. Step outside your comfort zone. And for those of you that aren't teachers, this is in any area of your life. So maybe it's just in your career. Maybe you've always been that person who's kind of been afraid to give your opinion about something and to make a bold suggestion, but you have ideas. The universe is telling you, get out there. Give your ideas. Put them out there. Let them be heard. Be creative because I tell you, the people who played it safe are not the people you hear about in history. They don't make history. It's the people who took risks, who thought outside the box and decided that they were going to go for it. Those are the people that make history, okay? People who play by the rules, who always play it safe, those are not your history makers. It's the people who decide that, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen if I try this, but nothing risked, nothing gained, so they do it. And you think about people like Steve Jobs, you think about Oprah Winfrey, I mean, just there's so many people, I mean, so many examples of so many people who decided they were going to try something different. They were going to be different. And you know, those people in the beginning Other people thought they were stupid or crazy or they even told them that or tried to discourage them. You know, Walt Disney tried to sell his ideas to so many different banks and they turned him down. I don't remember how many it was. I think it was like 30-something banks turned him down for a loan and thought he was crazy. Thought he was crazy. Now, don't you wish you were one of those banks and could go back and approve his loan? I mean, look what he did with the ideas that he had. But other people thought that he was just, he lost it. 
You know, like you can't make a theme park. Like what even is that? What's a theme park, you know? Or you're going to make your living off of cartoons. Who does that? And yet, look at what he was able to do. And he only hired people who were visionaries like that too. You know, he knew to surround himself with people who were willing to think outside the box and to take risks. Because really, yeah, you have a lot you could lose. But oh my gosh, look how much you gain if you just take a chance. And yet there's so many people who don't even try. They have all of these great ideas and they're so creative in so many ways. You know, there are people who are great at business and they have new ideas about how people could run a business better or whatever, but they are too afraid to even suggest those things to a boss. So their ideas are never heard. And you don't know that that wasn't an idea that could have totally revolutionize the industry that you are in because that's how it happens somebody comes up with an idea and they're like we really need to do this we should try it and it gets tried and then people realize how amazing it is and it changes the way that things are done it changes the industry standard but it would never happen if people didn't try to take a risk and there's so many examples throughout history of people who had a crazy idea and said, you know, we should try this. And it doesn't mean that it's easy because oftentimes great ideas are hard to implement. But that's okay because nothing great in history was ever really earned easily, you know? I always feel like it takes a little effort. And I have to say that I do appreciate when I'm surrounded by people who tell me to take risks. Like, we want you to put yourself out there. And if you fail, it's okay. And one of the great things about the start of the school year is we always have inspirational people who come up and they want to motivate us and make us feel like brand new teachers again, which is not easy to do, especially if you're going on your 20-something year. But they want us to feel like we can do anything and we can accomplish anything. And they want us to remember that we're dealing with children and we're responsible for every other profession because we are educating those people who are going to be in those professions. And they're trying to motivate us to really make connections with our kids and to try new things in the classroom. And I always appreciate when we get administrators who say to us, just try it. And if it fails, it fails. It's one day. I love being given that freedom to experiment and try new things in my classroom because if you're afraid to put yourself out there and you're too much in your comfort zone and you never want to break out and see what could I possibly do, how could I possibly inspire these young minds even more than I already am, then you're never going to find out. You're not going to know what you could have been capable of or what they could have been capable of. To me, I would rather take a risk and then have it completely fail and fall flat on my face than to keep doing the same thing over and over again and never knowing what would work and what doesn't work.
And we had our opening meeting today for new teachers, well, just for everyone in the district, I shouldn't say new teachers, it was the first day back. And we heard from our new superintendent. And one of the things he stood up there and begged us to do was to be bold, to try new things, to take risks in the classroom. And I love that. And I love feeling like I'm in a district where they want me to do that, where they encourage me to try new things because you never know what works unless you try it. You know, I mean, I had a mentor one time who talked about, you know, when she was talking about posting social media things for your business. And she said, you really just have to throw it out there and see what sticks. Like when you throw spaghetti against the wall to see if it's ready, I don't know if any of you do that, but if it's ready, it will stick to the wall. And so it's like you throw it out there and just see what sticks. And that's what they were encouraging us to do today. They're encouraging us in our classrooms to throw ideas out there and just see what sticks because not all of it will. I will be the first person to tell you that I've had lesson plans that I thought were gonna be great. And I got out there and did them and they were terrible. And I will have to say that I'm enough of a risk taker that if I see that something isn't working, I'll try to quickly scramble and try to do something different because I don't wanna keep doing the same bad lesson all day long. But I've also had lessons where I thought, when we try something new, it's probably not gonna work. I mean, I don't know, we'll just see. I didn't know. I went out there and did it and the kids were like, this was amazing, this was awesome. And it really helped them to learn. So you just never know what's going to stick and what's not. At least we don't always know that in teaching. And I'm sure in your own professions, you don't always know. You don't know what people are going to relate to and what they're not going to relate to. And if you have your own business, if you throw things out there, sometimes people respond well and sometimes they don't. I mean, I've had times where I've offered um, discounts on Reiki and no one takes me up on it. And then other times where I don't have any kind of discount at all and people are like, I really need Reiki and they can't wait to book. So you never know what people are going to be drawn to or what they're going to like. You just kind of keep throwing things out there and trying. And I really, really think that the message that the universe really wants me to convey to you today is to be creative in your life in every area Take risks and be bold. Don't sit back and let life pass you by. The universe is telling you to take an active role, to put yourself out there because you're never going to know what could have been if you sit back and don't participate. I can remember as a kid, there were times when, you know, friends would say, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And I didn't really want to. And it wasn't because I didn't really want to. It was just I was afraid of looking stupid in front of people. You know, sometimes I had a little social anxiety. And I know all of you are going, what? You do? You talk in front of people? Yes, I know. I grew out of it. But I did have social anxiety. And so when people would invite me to go do things sometimes, if it was something out of my comfort zone, like, hey, let's go skiing. I've never skied when I was little. So I didn't know how to do that, and I didn't want to go and look really stupid in front of everybody, so I would say no. And then I remember whenever I got married, my ex-husband said, you're going to go skiing. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. 
And he said, yeah, it's really fun. You're going to do it. You're going to learn how. And it was one of those things that I really never thought that I would be able to do. I thought, I'm not going to be able to learn how to do this. It takes coordination, and I feel like I am not very coordinated. And he's like, don't worry about it. Just have fun. And so he tried to give me a really quick lesson. Well, long story short, he was not a great teacher. So I was not able to learn from him that first time. And I was terrible, and I wiped out, and I was really bad, and I didn't like skiing for a while. And he was like, you know what, you need to go back. He said, I didn't really give you a good lesson the first time we went. And he didn't because he was trying to like teach me quickly so he could move and he and his brother could go off and go down the big slopes. And I was stuck on the little baby slope, right? So he really didn't give me a good lesson. So he said, go back, let's go back. You know, like I, I'll, I'll show you, I promise. I'll take the time and show you this time. So we did and he showed me and I picked up on it pretty quickly And he went with me, and we went down the little bunny slopes and all of that, and I was able to do it. I was managing it all on my own. So the second time was a lot better because I actually had the instruction about what I was supposed to do. But if I would have sat on the sideline or if I would have let that first experience, you know, dictate what I thought about skiing or if I was ever going to ski again, I never would have skied again. I would have never tried it again. I would have said, no, this sucks. It's too hard. I wiped out. I knocked my glasses off my face. The people were laughing at me or feeling sorry for a mirror. I don't even know what. I'm not doing it. But instead, I chose to take a risk, be bold, and I decided to try it again. You know, I'm the type of person that, let's say I'm a slow learner, that if I don't like something the first time, I make sure that I try it again just to make sure it wasn't a bad Like that wasn't a bad experience, you know, because sometimes your first experience with something isn't a very good indicator of whether you liked it or not because you just didn't have a good experience. So I don't want to make that first impression of, oh, I hated it be my only impression. So I always have to make sure I really hated it, you know, before I say I'm not going to do it again. But if I hadn't done that, I would have thought that skiing was horrible and I would have never wanted to do it again. And actually, I had a lot of fun. And I got a pretty good workout in. Uh, I was really sore the next day, but I had a great time. And I would never have known that had I just said, well, it sucked the first time, so I don't want to do it again. So my point is this. Where can you be more bold, more creative, more brave in your life? Think about that because I think the universe is really asking you to step up. And I know that in my life, whenever I've been bold and brave and I've never regretted it, never. Normally when I do that, I don't have an outcome that's terrible. I'll usually have fun or something good and positive comes out of it. It's rare that it doesn't. The universe is asking you to trust that the universe has your back and that you're not going to fall on your face. So where in your life can you be bold? Can you be creative? Can you be brave? Challenge you to look at that today. And I wanted to pull a card for you. So the card I pulled from you is actually from the Healing with the Angels Oracle deck by Doreen Virtue, and it's playfulness. It says, fun and play is the angel's way. They guide you to add fun to your life and to know that fun is a necessity, not a luxury. 
the angels know that you have had a lot of responsibilities and that you need a steady flow of time, money, and other resources. By drawing this card, the angels want you to know that regular doses of fun can help you accomplish your goals. You may protest that you don't have enough time, money, or energy to play, yet your angels assure you that playfulness is a wonderful investment that yields immediate returns. When you have fun and laugh, you relax. This relaxation gives you a greater inflow of ideas, spiritual connections, divine guidance, and energy. With the new inspirations and energy, you can better manifest your desires. Your relaxed and radiant personality attracts wonderful and helpful people to you. Your positive outlook creates new opportunities for you. When you look at life in this way, you can't afford not to have fun. I love that. I think that message is awesome. I think that you should be playful and creative in every area of your life when possible. And I want to thank you guys for joining me, for being with me, for being a part of my soul family, my soul tribe. I really, truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. That helps others find me. It also lets you know anytime there's a new episode. And if you could leave me a review wherever you're listening, that would also help me. It would only take you a few minutes, maybe a minute, but it means the world to me. I super appreciate all of you. I don't make any money off of this podcast. I just want to help people. So thank you for helping me on my mission to help others. If you could share this podcast, I would greatly appreciate that. As always, I just want to show my love and gratitude for each and every one of you. And I hope that you all are having a beautiful and wonderful summer and that it continues. And just take time to enjoy life. Enjoy your surroundings. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the time that you have. Enjoy one another. As always, I am sending you massive love and light. If you wish to work with me, do not hesitate to reach out and contact me. You can book online through my website or you can just book directly through me. Many people prefer to do that. It's perfectly fine. There are so many ways you can get a hold of me. You can text me, call me, email me, message me on Facebook or Instagram. You can also message me on my website. If you subscribe to my website, you'll receive a free morning and evening meditation. So don't forget to go and do that. I am sending you all massive love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.